Welcome everyone. We're about to begin Bez Hashem BPW number 58. That's Bais Pnimi Shear for Women. Shear number 58. We're going to first briefly bring up the subject of alcohol, although it's more prevalent, at least more public, more prevalent, that it's a problem by men a lot more than by women. But truth is, is that you have women that also struggle with drinking. And especially younger um, teenagers, both both boys and girls, often involve themselves in drinking uh, whiskey or, or, or wine and getting intoxicated. Sometimes it's drugs, unfortunately. But the concept is is that the Gemara talks about it even. You know, like I said, the Chazal knew everything about the effects of alcohol and how it could cause a woman to take risks and agree to prohibited behavior and that's often sexual in nature. And um, there's Gemaras about that. And the idea is we see thousands and thousands of years later, we don't need the research to prove the Tyra, but science does confirm that attraction is heightened when alcohol is consumed. For example, when a man drinks a few shots, a woman will look prettier to that man. And she, if she drinks, she'll be more inclined to find a guy interesting after she had a few drinks. Because drinking affects that area in the brain that determines facial attractiveness and it impairs it. And it also, alcohol consumption, could increase the likelihood of unwanted sexual contact, sexual assault. It affects, alcohol affects the psychological and cognitive and motor abilities and the alarm system is decreased. What happens is is when one drinks, if a woman would drink, she doesn't fear, she doesn't have that anxiety and fear that would, she would normally sense, this is a potentially dangerous situation, I gotta leave, I gotta get out of this. But if there's an intoxication, she won't sense that danger. That resistance is removed. Now the truth is, is, um, you should still be always careful with your loss of sobriety, even if you're not in dangerous situations. You have to always be careful. Brings down that um, when wine goes in the body, secrets come out, causes a lack of inhibition, and no filters, basically. It brings out our inner selves. Now, sometimes it could be a wonderful thing from time to time, Sometimes it could be very harmful. There are stories about tzaddikim that drank and say Purim, and the, all they did was speak secrets of Tyra, and, and for them it was a real elevated experience. But most of us um, don't have that, and sometimes goodness does come out, yes, but very often we don't behave in, in, in a proper way. So we have to be careful of that, I'm mentioning it in passing, because it's something that is existing and unfortunately more by men with the kiddish clubs and everything um 
by weddings, by fancy weddings, um, there is a tendency to have bars and being, being gravitating towards them. You just have to be responsible and be careful, both the men and the women. And so that's one subject. Now we're going to go to the idea of Shreem and Nagia in general and to explain what the importance is. And for those of you that have sons and daughters um, that are engaged or going to be engaged, um, uh, you know, it's, it's worthwhile to discuss it. And, um, and that's why some also advise that couples should not spend that much time together in the engagement period to avoid the possibility of, of them falling into physical contact. Now, the book Holy Intimacy, which a lot, uh, a lot of the more recent shiurim were based on, it's co-authored by Sarah Marazov and Rivka Slanem. So it talks about this alcohol aspects. And they talk, they bring a letter from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. They are Chabad, um, from the Chabad community. And the Rebbe wrote a letter that it says here, fascinating, that um, basically her daughter got engaged and now, after she's engaged, she feels a little distance from her chassan. That her feelings for him are not that strong yet. And he says an interesting point. And he says he could possibly guess that one of the reasons why her do- your daughter feels feelings have changed towards her chassan is because they conducted themselves when they were they're not married yet in a way that they're not allowed, meaning the physical contact, physical closeness. And that brings out the opposite result. And now she's distancing herself from him, which is a very profound yesaid. And this is really the way Hashem designed it. In, in, In married life, it works this way as well. If there's a physical closeness in the Nida period, it will lead to estrangement. It will lead to separation. Everything has its time. Everything has its time. And part of life overall is to have boundaries and respect boundaries. And that is really a key and a aside. People think that when you have halachic boundaries, it's meant to stifle you. The opposite is really true. Now, excessive humrus could stifle you. That's true. But halacha itself does not stifle you. What it does is is creates a clarity. If there's no borders, it creates confusion, insecurity. And actually, this border of the Nida period creates a certain stability that leads to when there is that time that comes when they could physically touch. It's a very deep and wonderful experience. And that is... The, the the issue to be careful with this because otherwise it could be one thing could lead to another and that could lead to complications with their healthy emotional intimacy or even physical intimacy. So they have to be careful. So they she they write here fascinating is when you say no in response to inappropriate overtures, meaning that you don't say no 
to refuse to touch when you're not supposed to touch, it's you're saying yes to building a binyan adiyad. And you're saying yes to, to the building a Torah life with Torah and mitzvahs. And it's not always popular. It takes some courage. You know, some people who always grew up this way, maybe less of an Nisayan. But some people who, who didn't, it's hard in Nisayan. And they really need to be careful with this. We're going to talk now about Shmira Seinayim, the power of sight. And truth be told, most of the time, why, you know, it's people don't usually talk that much on the woman's side about Shmira Seinayim and watching your eyes. The majority of the time and effort and the emphasis on Shmira Seinayim, watching one's eyes, is focused on the men. And, you know, justifiably so in many cases, because they are more visually oriented in their nature, and they have to be careful. But women also need to strengthen themselves in this area. And the idea is, is like this. Vision is extremely powerful. It becomes part of you. And when you see something pleasurable, it gives you immense pleasure beyond other types of stimulation. When it says by Shonim that Kla Yisrael are by Shonim, they're bashful, meaning that they have within them a certain sense of privacy. Meaning that there is an inner instinct, unless we behave in a way that we lose it over time. But by Shonim's healthy modesty, it's not shame in the negative sense. People make busha by shonim as shame in the negative sense. No, it is a shame. Not it shouldn't be used, even use the word shame. It's it's a healthy sense of restraint and dignity. It allows ourselves to be vulnerable. And what it is is in marriage. That's what you're doing. You're sharing your most intimate body parts with somebody else, with your husband husband with his wife and if we have external images things become very confusing complicated and scattered when we have that inner sense of privacy and we use the power of visualization and our emotions towards our soulmate and not allow it to spread in other areas it creates a clarity and a love, and a clear sense of unity and direction. So the muscle that is being brought down is sunlight. When you look at the sun, you squint. The reason why you squint is because the rays can damage your eyes, so you squint to close it up somewhat, and you know to prevent it. If you look at the sun and you're not squinting, that means there's a damage in the nerves, because it's not normal to stare right at the glare of the sun. Same thing with Shmir Sainayim. If you open your eyes and you're exposed to things that you're not supposed to be exposed to, it desensitizes you. And it also creates a terrible precedent because in the marriage, what happens is when you're overexposed to these images, it leads to comparisons and objectification and and losing of mutual interest between a husband and a wife. And if you don't 
and 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 by being falling into this you 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 don't have healthy intimacy now again talking to women here most of the time men are talked about with this because it's obvious where they very often if they go into even if it's not mamish pornography but just looking at women on the outside it dulls their senses it creates these unhealthy object objectifying women and it creates a distance between a husband and his own wife but truth be told it works the other way around as well that when a woman looks in that sense with to, in, to other men's bodies and so on it creates this distance, creates a confusion and a spreading out. And studies show that all these uh, photoshopped images and advertisements create an unhealthy sense of body image and many other real problems. It leads to, you know, the more social media and the more exposure to it, the more depressed young women become. And they have mental issue, uh, mental health issues as a result, because they're always looking at that perfect body, that perfect couple, the perfect uh, you know house, and so on and so forth. And it's it's brought down that you know it, basically the idea being is that you know they're trying to introduce to incentivize businesses to use realistic images instead of those real you know fantasy based. Uh, images so this is the thing that we really have to avoid it's not just shmir say of course but just the whole concept of it you know if you watch a lot of movies and you get this idea that what is romance what is a love between a man and a woman that's when they have vacation after vacation going to these exotic beaches and wonderful places and they hold hands the whole time and they watch a sunset a whole time and they're with each other physically the whole time, and they're always smiling, and they're always clean, and they're always excited, and they're always loving, and they're always smiling, and no here is out of place, and all of that. And holding these fantasies as an ideal triggers massive, massive disappointment, because it's simply not real. So the idea is, is not that you're um, crushing a person's um, expectation to enjoy life, there is a very healthy, realistic expectation that you could enjoy a tremendously healthy um, life with your husband, a husband with his wife in the most beautiful way. And that is really the idea. You know, you don't see this, people who watch television, you don't see a simcha, a true happiness that comes from a family structure and 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 from a healthy marriage, what a healthy marriage is supposed to be like. It's very um, almost non-existent, especially our days, to portray, even from a non-Jewish standpoint, they don't do that anymore. Or maybe they never really did it. So the idea is to be very careful with this. Instagram, social media, and so on and so forth. Now there's different... Hashkafas behind social media, and some say it's usher. Some say have a different mahalach. They say it not only is mutter; it could be used in a very positive way. 
But just like everything can be used in a positive way, you have to be careful because if you use it in a negative way, it could really make a horbin. So you have to proceed with caution. You know, there's there's a there's a amazing things can can be occurring and resulting from social media. A lot of learning happened because of social media when it was used right. A lot of um, collecting tzedakah, collecting in gemachs, helping people out. Um, it's used for parnasa. It's used to help people find jobs. So the internet could be used in a very, very powerful, positive way. But at the same time, it could create a hormone. And that's why you have to have tremendous... Um, you know, diligence and being so, so careful with this. Another idea is, is part of Instagram and all these things is you start looking at what other people have and are jealous and you want it for yourself. So we talked about the sexual aspects of looking, but it's, it's, it's also money and material things. And we think that it's about possessions, but our wealth is our Torah, our wealth is our mitzvahs, our wealth is bringing children and grandchildren um, in our in the way of the Torah to be marbit and Torah and mitzvahs and getting close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So that is a very very important thing when a married couple is smart and selective, as they put it in this book, Holy Intimacy. When they're smart and selective in terms of their exposure to social media and other outlets, that's important to our emotional health. It's important to build and maintain a strong marriage. It's it, You need this boundary to maintain a small marriage. So again, this year, that was addressed to women, although openly acknowledging that a lot of these subject matters are more prevalent of an issue by men, more pronounced by men. But truth be told, there are many women that fall into drinking and over-drinking and falling into alcoholism, drowning themselves in that. And that is a reality. And one has to be very careful about that. Especially in the, you know, this happens a lot with the teenage boys and girls. But even... When you're older, you have to be very careful. And we talked about the importance of harchakais and the importance of, of boundaries that way. And as we mentioned again, that if you are have physical closeness in the Nida period, it leads to a distance in the Tara period. And we talked about the power of sight, which again is stressed more by men, but women need that as well, they need that achrayas to watch their eyes, to not get triggered by sexual images and by those wrong ideas of fantasies that lead to terrible things, but rather to focus on each other in a realistic way, in a loving way. And when you do this, the more you sift out those other stimuli and you focus inward like a laser beam, one to the other, husband to wife, wife to husband, it creates a beautiful reality in their marriage with a simcha and, and enjoyable, both on the physical level and on the spiritual and emotional level. Brachanat